Grab your popcorn, grab your decapitated head, get your butter, get your bag of blood. This is the 2022 edition of the 31 Days of Dread, where Peter A. DeLuca, a.k.a. Pad, your boy here, the film buff, does one horror movie a day. And that's me talking. I'm your host. I'm not a vampire. I'm not. I'm, I'm almost a zombie because I've just been doing nothing but watching these movies so I can discuss them all with you. But here it is, the 31 Days of Dread. Everyone, I am so excited to bring you these movies. We're, we're doing modern-day horror for the first time ever. We're, we're barely even going to hit 2021. We're going to focus on 2022. So roll over in that coffin and let's go. A.K.A. Patters, we, we got a movie here that is very close to me. And the creator of this franchise, I'm talking Hellraiser. And I'm talking Clive Barker. Uh, I've been long on record of saying Clive Barker is far above, like, even Stephen King as the greatest horror writer in history. His positioning, where he comes from, especially in his early days, uh, Magica, the great and secret show, you don't beat these novels. You don't beat these ideas. And within cinema, within film, within the 31 Days of Dread, we get shades of his mind and what's in these books and even his artwork. Two years ago for uh, Inktober, I did a Clyde Barker sketchbook uh, inspired by a Clyde Barker art book that I picked up for about $5. His artwork is really just the idea of what we're supposed to see. It's it's a uh, you know, for lack of a better term, it's it's a sketch. It's a sketch to the horrors that Clive Barker is showing us. Nineteen eighty seven, we got Hellraiser. He wrote it. He directed it. I used to watch this uh, sci-fi channel. Used to have uh, like sci-fi bios, and in that special, uh, you you got to see Clyde Barker's uh, storyboards, it, like Notepad, like uh, Zack Snyder level storyboards that he did for Hellraiser, and it blew my mind. But it was also a definition of this is how you do it. This is the work that goes into. What's ahead of you? Prior to seeing Hellraiser for the first time, you I heard about it. I heard that it was absolutely disgusting. I heard it was frightening. You, you know, like you, you, you hear these things. Hellraiser and the follow-up, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, which came out a year later. 87, 1988. Those two movies. Hellbound is... One of the all-time straight-up horror sequels. It expands the mythology. It picks up where the last one left off. It keeps going. But there's things we have to understand. We have to understand that uh, eventually movies become products. Successful products become franchises. Franchises become institutions. Hellraiser is a modern-day institution, very much like our previous movie, Halloween. We just wrapped up a Halloween uh, 
trilogy reboot redefining or defining uh, error of that franchise. And we have something. Do we have like this repeat? Do we have something new enough with Hellraiser 2022? It's gender swapped. It's LBGTQ. It's modern. It's all of these things that the internet hates. But if there were a franchise hooked into progressivism that could be horror and 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 also horrifying, it is Hellraiser. And we have Clyde Barker, producer. We have David S. Goyer also involved. We know David uh, David S. Goyer is uh, a story weapon. Uh, almost everything the guy touches, it's it's there to a certain. I mean, things are more there than not. I mean, we owe him Blade One and Two, Blade One mostly, right? He he directed the third Blade. Uh, we we give him that mulligan. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Blade, Blade, Blade threes. Uh, uh, but I do want to re-experience it. But we have with Hellraiser twenty twenty two. We just have a uh, a new definition of where to start with this series again. We have lines and ideas from the first movie. We're explorers to the outer reaches of experience. Uh, I, I don't know if uh, Pinhead in this. And keep in mind, Pinhead is now a woman. It, it means nothing. I mean, perf- I mean performance-wise, based on the original Pinhead, uh, you, you ca- it's almost like Freddy. Uh, the voice, uh, the, the crackling of the voice, it's just so much more like there when it's a male's voice versus a woman's voice. But it really doesn't matter. Because uh, Pinhead isn't that type. He's not a uh, he's not a horror villain of motivation. He's really not. And a lot of the ideas within Hellraiser is there's a exchange to reach the mountaintop and get your answers. That's really what Hellraiser is. The Hellraiser 1987 was before anyone knew what the heck it was. They were able to come in, make that movie hyper-sexualized, make that movie hyper-violent, put ideas and themes in that movie you know, that, that are tough today. And by that, I mean like Frank from the original. If we go into the history of Frank, uh, dirty... Uh, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer like Polaroids having sex with uh, you know, a fox mask like on his head. Like, these are things that they show you in this movie. Uh, he lives within like he lives filthy, he, li- he lives dirty, but he's obsessed with this box, and this box is going to give him the answers. And in a way, it doesn't like he he becomes almost like a, a mouse to the Cenobites. And the Cinnabites have to swat the mouse. It's very complex. It's dynamic and complex. And and that is why Hellraiser 1987 is so interesting. There's some shades of that here. It's uh, the, the problems of our protagonists aren't quite there. We don't quite buy it. It's not quite sold. 
And it doesn't mean uh, it's not without its own merit because we go into the the realm of addiction. We we do go into the realm of people who aren't affluent. And because they're not affluent, uh, it, there is a connection to a lot of what we saw in the original Hellraiser. And you might be saying, Pete, uh, you're comparing Hellraiser 2022 with Hellraiser 1987 too much here. And I'm not because you have to understand Clive Barker. You have to understand what he's trying to do and what he's creating. And we only get a few ideas of that. Uh, we get some of it in, in Nightbreed. We get some of it in Hellraiser 87. We get some of it in Hellraiser Hellbound 1988. And it's important. It's important to really see this, this uh, world that Clive Barker is walking us into. And there there's a few times where I'll say world. I don't even use that when I talk about Lord of the Rings and J.R.R. Tolkien. But for Clive Barker, it's it's really a necessity because to do it right, uh, we really haven't seen a full exploration of it in film. Clive Barker. Real quick, though. Uh, let's talk... <laughs> can, can, can we go through the Hellraiser franchise? So we talked about Hellraiser, look, 87, 88, 1992, Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. 1996, Hellraiser Bloodline. 2000, Hellraiser Inferno. Hell, uh, 2002, Hellraiser Hellseeker. 2005, Hellraiser Deader. 2005, Hellraiser Hellworld. 2011, Hellraiser Revelations. 2018, Hellraiser Judgment. Now, there's a lot of talent. Scott Derrickson, who did our first 31 Days of Dread movie, The Black Phone. He, he's one of the screenwriters for Hellraiser Inferno 2000. These franchises, we see this with The Nightmare on Elm Street. These franchises usually lure in... Uh, High-octane talent. Uh, I believe right now David S. Goyer being as heavily involved with uh, Hellraiser 2022 as he is. It's a market that uh, we speak about horror being the filmmaker's genre. And right now horror is the future of film. So we get a lot. We we have a lot of Hellraiser. I've seen... Four of these 10, 11 movies, okay? But I will tell you this, and this is why Hellraiser 20... Uh, we're we're going to wrap it up soon. But Hellraiser 2022 is beyond valuable and beyond the idea of watching, meaning you have to experience the movie. Everything happens at the end. And when what we see, when we see our, our villain... Get his just desserts, right? Genie, like we're going to grant your wish. And we we see him ascend into another world, into a light. And we see the creation of a Cenobite to some capacity 
but we see the world of the Hellraiser in a way, or the world of a Cinnabite in a way we haven't seen before. And it's striking. It sticks with you like peanut butter. And it's worth it. It's worth your time to go through this movie, put yourself in the shoes of a lot of these characters, be in awe of the gruesome, gruesomeness of the violence, of the skin, of the blood, of the muscle. These are all fantastic ideas of Hellraiser. Uh, you know, they try and nail some of the, the dreamlike aspects of Hellraiser. They don't. Hellraiser 1 and 2 really, really get that. But it's easy to understand that something as complex and difficult as Hellraiser is, along the way, it loses its path and tries to redefine itself. Uh, you know, and we have a lot of sequels during what they were called like the blockbuster VHS boom. Uh, you know, this is mostly between 2002 and 2005. We get three of them, all directed by Rick Boda, by the way. But it's uh, this is all worth it, okay? This movie, uh, I'm not really sure what everyone's saying online because I, I just, 31 Days of Dread just makes me tune so much out. But whatever they're saying, just ignore it, even if they're positive. And you, you see this movie, watch Hellraiser 87, watch Hellraiser 88. I'm going to try and catch up with some of these for sure. Uh, so maybe I'll do some reporting before October's out or maybe even into... November as we march towards march towards friends giving or thanks thanks flicking not friends giving okay everyone I'm babbling uh we we have the next installment of the 31 days of dread I'm proud I'm happy to deliver you werewolf by night rock and roll The future of film is hard, and thanks for uh, thanks for all of that, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with me. Getting back to uh, my, my, my point there. The future is harder. The future of cinema is harder. So everyone here, and I've never, ever, in, in all these years, I've never made this request. But everyone that we highlight, every single filmmaker, male, female, ghoul, goblin, you, got, you know the drill. But check them out. Find them on a streaming platform i usually highlight how i watch these movies on which platform e e even if i rented it or bought it so you guys know a little bit of the price range it's important that we support all of these movies and all of these filmmakers because they are the future the future is harder thanks for hanging out